0: didgeridoo means it's time for the australia news desk here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator it's steve visher and grant McHaren from the plain crazy down under podcast
1: Dateline, July 29th, 2012.
0: Well, day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desks for episode 208. Grant, uh, you know, statistics, they're a wonderful thing. I heard that 73% of all statistics can be proven to say anything you like. Oh, I thought uh, 28.2% were made up on the spot. Yes, I heard that, absolutely. And it looks like that's the case with Qantas and Virgin this week, and perhaps even Tiger Airways, as they all claim that they're the best on-time airline. Straight from
1: the lies, damned lies and statistics department, we have the golden news that uh, the Bittre... Uh, On-time performance statistics have been used by Qantas and Virgin to claim on-time wins. And you know, it's true. They both have achieved on-time wins. One is more on-time than the other, depending on which way you look at it. If you just look at Qantas compared to Virgin, the Qantas mainline domestic compared to Virgin domestic, then Qantas has edged them out by a fraction of a couple of percent. However, if you look the other way and you look at Virgin Australia versus the whole of the Qantas group, which includes Qantas Link, then suddenly Virgin Australia is leading. But what none of them are saying is that for the month of June, Tiger Airways led the lot of them at 86.7% on time departures.
0: That would be pretty easy for Tiger to claim because they're still running on a restricted schedule and they've only got three. aircraft. they got ground, a couple of Cessna ones, 72s and a Piper Tomahawk, something like that? Yeah, I think there was a Cherokee in there as well, mate. Tiger Airways are only running about eight of their A320s at the moment, as far as we know, and, uh, yeah, they're not running on their full network. So it's it's easier for them to get around. Uh, interestingly, in these stats here, Grant, Jetstar's performance is down at 76.4% according to this survey, and uh, Qantas is claiming overall 84.4%. So interesting that Jetstar's performance, you know, Jetstar being the darling of the Qantas group, they don't seem to be doing as well.
1: No, they're not. And uh, if you look at uh, the whole group as a whole of Qantas, including Jetstar, it's only doing 80.1% on time departure. But as has been pointed out in some locations, who cares about on-time departures? What I care about is on-time arrivals. And quite often you can be a little bit late departing. But if you boost your cruise speed up a little, you can be on time arriving. And that's what they really should be looking at. And uh, apparently, I believe there is some group who is uh, doing an analysis based on on time arrivals. And uh, apparently, Virgin's doing a slightly better job of arriving when they're supposed to.
0: You know what they should do? They should take a leaf out of the book of a, a rail company down here in our part of the world that, you know, if they're running late, they just stretch the timetables out so everything runs on time. It works really well.
1: Yeah, well, you know, sorry, folks, we're not uh, actually landing in Coffs Harbor today on the way uh, north. We're just going to bypass that go straight to Prosper and See you,
0: bye! <laughs> Gee Gras. I keep saying this we're great to have some good news about Qantas but uh, I tell you what, it's not all good news for them and uh, in the news this week maintenance. Now, Alan Joyce uh, three or four months back was saying uh, words to the effect that there'll be no more maintenance going overseas and all that sort of stuff. Well, uh, according to this report on ABC News, that's not the case.
1: Another day, another round of job losses in Australia's airline industry.
0: Yeah. Not fair. Yeah. I've been through ANSET, now I've been through this. It's not right.
1: The Australian Workers' Union broke the news to employees this afternoon.
0: Unfortunately, your company has been given up, Ball and Joyce, has been given up by Qantas and Lufthansa. This facility
1: has been a 50-50 joint venture between Qantas and Lufthansa Technik since 2008. The vast majority of the work done here is for Qantas, and the union is directing its anger squarely at the Australian airline and its CEO.
0: Alan Joyce, three months ago, made a similar statement that no Qantas jobs or related jobs will be going offshore. What happened today? These jobs are going offshore. And offshore they are going, Grant. LTQ Engineering, uh, as the report said there, they do maintenance work on uh, engines for Qantas. And uh, yeah, that uh, work is going uh, across to Lufthansa Technik in Germany. So uh, I don't know what Alan Joyce is going on about, or perhaps was he being disingenuous? One wonders.
1: I don't know. He could turn around and say, actually, this work is not going offshore because it's work that we don't have to do anymore. So we're winding it down overall. And uh, as was said by the current management of uh, LTQ Engineering, they're shutting down now so that they've got a good chance of paying out everyone's benefits and uh, giving them a good wind down rather than going into liquidation in the future as uh, business keeps tapering off. Why is that business tapering off? Apparently it's because the new uh, generation engines that are coming in on the uh, NG737s and eventually the Max's and on the new uh, A320s and uh, all the basic current generation of stuff on the A380 as well doesn't need as much engineering maintenance. It's not so much that this work's going offshore, it's that it's being wound down. Lies, damn lies and statistics, mate. Either way, people are out of work and it's just not right.
0: Now, Grant, speaking here of Qantas, uh, Qantas and Emirates have been in the news this week talking about a tie-up. Now, it's interesting the way this has been reported this week. Some people are saying it's uh, similar to the Etihad-Virgin deal, where Etihad has uh, taken a 10% stake in Virgin, but uh, on my reading, it's not the same. They're talking here, perhaps, about a, a code-sharing agreement with Emirates.
1: That's right, mate. Etihad's actually got about 5% in Virgin, but it has been Cleared to go up to 10% at their convenience. But uh, this one is is more like a, yeah an alignment, perhaps a code sharing, perhaps even uh, funneling uh, passengers. What it looks like it's probably going to be is that uh, Qantas might actually uh, stop flying to Frankfurt, which is their last main continental European destination, and just maybe have one little flight going to London and everything else will go to Dubai, where to get to the rest of uh, Europe, you go via Emirates. So that's what their rumor is that they're looking at. Qantas are denying, That anything in particular is uh, being locked down. They're talking to lots of airlines, they reckon. But the market is definitely reacting as if there's going to be an investment. And I don't think that's going to happen. Emirates typically don't do that. It's more likely to be some sort of alignment. And it's interesting that Qantas has been running around saying how bad it is that Etihad is hooking up with Virgin. And at the same time, they're doing all this with Emirates. And if you remember, mate, at the start of June, when they announced that they were going to miss their target by about 90%, in the final month of the uh, financial year, they announced this. It was apparently not long after their rumoured discussions with Emirates about investment into Qantas didn't happen. So it's all very interesting. Alan Joyce and co need to pull a rabbit out of the hat because August 23rd is when they announced their financial results and indications are they're going to be kind of nasty.
0: Yeah, well, and this is the thing I think um, if Qantas really is hemorrhaging, I mean, they're saying here they're losing $450 million uh, last year on in the international operations alone. If that's really the case, then uh, looking at strategic partnerships like this, uh, you know, probably won't, wouldn't be such a bad thing in my view. And uh, Grant, I noticed that uh, John Borghetti, uh, the head of uh, Virgin this week, is in the news saying that, uh, well, they can do anything they like. We're not scared of a price war and, uh, you know, bring it on. And of course, you wouldn't expect him to in his job over there at Virgin, but one must always remember that he used to be way, way up the tree there at Qantas before he went to Virgin. So uh, he knows how they think. And uh, I still reckon he's not happy at all about not getting the top job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely not. But uh, I'll tell you who's even more unhappy about Borghetti not getting the top job, and that's probably the Qantas board of directors, because I think most of their shareholders certainly are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's move away from uh, airline news just as we finish up here and let's cover a bit of defence. Grant, we mentioned last week that the uh, some of the uh, Hawk 127 fighters uh, from the Royal Australian Air Force were getting repainted, probably just in time. They've just hit their 75,000 hours of flying overall for the fleet of 33 aircraft. That's
1: pretty fantastic number of hours. Well done for making it all happen, guys, and uh, very impressive and also very, very good timing because those uh, Hawks are used for lead and trainers to get people up to speed on the Hornets, both the Classics and the supers. And, uh, mate, it looks like those uh, Hornets are going to get a bit of an exercise.
0: Absolutely, they are. And uh, pretty historic, actually, because uh, coming up this week is the start of uh, Exercise Pitch Black, which is conducted up in Northern Australia. It's a a huge uh, Air Force training exercise. This year, the Indonesian Air Force, the TNI AU, as they're known, is uh, sending a fleet of their aircraft down. And, uh, Grant, uh, it's historic because they're sending down some Sukhoi 30s and Sukhoi 27 Flanker aircraft. Uh, They are escorted this week uh, into Darwin by a couple of uh, Hornets from from, uh, the RAF number 77 squadron and some very, very impressive photos there. And uh, I tell you what, I don't care what anyone says about Russian aircraft. They are sensational.
1: Oh, mate, they're very impressive aircraft. And uh, as we saw back, I think it was in 95 when uh, a flanker came down and was doing uh, handling demonstrations for Avalon air Show of the time. Uh, that was so good that uh, most of the other air forces said, oh, we're not going to display our aircraft. They'll look pretty bad compared to it. I believe the F-16 and the RAF F-18 decided to stay on the ground and not try and follow them up.
0: Some fantastic images, coming in. The RAF have uh, put up a Facebook page for Exercise Pitch Black, so we'd encourage you to get over there if you're on Facebook. Also, uh, some fantastic images if you're uh, liking some uh, some great air-to-air images of these aircraft as they're being escorted into Darwin by some RAF aircraft. Just go over to uh, images.airforce.gov.au and uh, just have a look on their image gallery there. Uh, there was some talk about that this was the first time these aircraft types have been in Australia. As Grant points out, that's not actually the case, but it is the first time that they have come down here under the uh, guise of an Indian Air Force uh, aircraft
1: and yeah mate it's also very interesting because just recently there was a rumour that Russian aircraft were going to be involved in the famous red flag exercises in the US that was of course a false rumour but uh, here we go we've got real Russian aircraft uh, that have been used here in a western style combat arena because you've got the United States Marine Corps you've got the Royal Thai Air Force you've got the Kiwis the Aussies the Malaysians are going to be in town and the Singaporeans have got their F-15 SGs so quite the collection of uh, of heavy metal and and I really kind of wish I was up in Darwin at the moment, mate. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Grant, let's let's get an aircraft and get up there right now.
1: Indeed, mate. I'll go far up the burners and see if I can't balloon
0: our way up there. Yeah, no worries. We should have left three weeks ago. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right. Well, contemplating a very slow trip to Darwin, I'm Steve Visher. And I'm still the burner boy, Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks. Southern skies. Online media.